0: Welcome to Rawsome Parenting. It's Kathy and Lynn. This is a platform where parents can offload and say anything anonymously. If you have a story, we want to hear from you. Because parenting is raw, it's awesome, it's rawsome. Welcome back everyone to Rawsome Parenting. We are on episode 11, my friends. I'm here with Kathy Ho. Hi, Kathy. Hello,
1: hi. How's it going? going?
0: (laughs) Jinx! Jinx at your nose! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god we're getting delirious now that we're getting near to the end i can't believe that um we've crossed over
1: so many seasons already this is exciting it is exciting and it was long time coming man yes it really right? really it took, was took a lot to get us here and then we had our the covid and then how are you feeling about covid right now i fucking hate it I'm gonna be honest i miss people <laughs> it's
0: well and you know what it was. it's like okay we're in phase one and then now phase two, phase three, back to phase two, back to phase three, back to phase one. Like I'm just, woo, it's a lot.
1: I definitely hate wearing masks, but I'll do it for the greater good because I I have elderly parents and I have friends that are immune compromised.
0: The mask thing is killer for two reasons for me. The first reason is because, well, I just don't like wearing it. The second is because, um, my God, you are so reminded of hygiene when you're wearing your breath i mean yeah <laughs> wearing, your when wearing your mask but i yeah, am wearing because... my breath i am wearing my breath because all, all that keeps coming back in my face and my nose is my breath
1: and i'm just like i have to brush my teeth like 20 times a day and that's actually not good for you right so this is the thing i'm torn because i know i'm doing it for the greater good but wearing masks all day long also <sighs> compromises our own immune system because we do need to breathe fresh air we need to breathe fresh air our skin needs to breathe fresh air yeah and there ain't anything fresh about breathing in my own breath like come on man.
0: jesus oh man <laughs> you know i went on a flight earlier this year this is going to be an overshare so if there's anybody who's like easily disgusted you're gonna get disgusted earlier this year i was on a flight and i was sitting on the airplane it was a flight from thailand back to canada so it was two flights essentially, but for thirteen hours, I was wearing a mask on the plane, and I was with a friend, and the two of us were wearing our masks. Not everybody on the flight was, but we were I think in the same. I thick remember of it. you
1: telling me that because I that was in the be- that was oh, in the beginning when COVID it was in the beginning, hit, yeah. yes,
0: and oh my god, we're on this flight. It's an Asian airline. <laughs> They're serving fish and congee. and I love fish and congee. So here I am. I'm like sleeping I wake up food's there I'm eating the fish and congee I put my mask back on I go to sleep I wake up and I was just like I don't know what I'm gonna die from first if it's gonna be from COVID or if it's gonna be from my fucking breath it was so <laughs> awful <laughs> well, it
1: was fish alone uh, and then you're and yeah. then you're just your mouth is completely oh shut for the whole time my right?
0: god, oh my god so bad oh anyways my anyways let's talk about something more parenting related
1: yes for sure And talking about, you know, frustrations with COVID (laughs) and, you know, being pent up, all this energies, you know, not getting released in the right way. This next letter is about losing their shit. The title is I Lost My Shit. I'm going to go ahead and read it. I lost it the other day and it ended up spanking my kid on the butt and I feel horrible about it. I was raised in a household where hitting was our form of punishment and I absolutely hated it. I vowed to not do that when I had my own family, and I'm feeling guilty because I lost my cool and ended up doing the exact thing I vowed not to do. I spoke to a few friends about it, and even my spouse. They all said it happens and that kids get over things easier than we think. Although I understand the logic behind it, my fear is that my child will remember this because I remember when I was hit by my parents, I held resentment for a long time about it. Knowing this, I fear that my child will hold resentment about the spanking. Does anyone else feel this way or am I being too harsh on myself and overthinking it? Some perspectives so that I can put this to rest would be great and some solutions on discipline when I'm frustrated would be nice too because I don't want to take it out on my child. I know they're not trying to make me upset. Parenting is the hardest job in the world. Touche. Parenting is the hardest job in the world. Tell me more about how hard it is, Kathy. Um, well, do you guys have like four days? <laughs> <laughs> We have precisely 16 minutes.
0: we got to wrap this up for people who are listening on their drive to wherever they're going, right?
1: It's hard because we have to constantly be ebbing and flowing because we don't know what child is going to show up for us. So we have to adjust our personality, uh, be reminded of our triggers when they might be triggering our inner child that we are working so hard on. It's all these things that show up for us all the time. And that's what I find is so hard about parenting is I never know who I have to be to support my child in the best way he can so that he can thrive without me feeling guilty as well. There
0: you go. So this writer is not alone, right? There is so many people out there who feel this way. I know for a fact after speaking with so many people that they are not the only ones who have used spanking as a form of discipline at one point or another. We're all human beings. You get to a certain point and when your words don't work and you're not being heard, of course, you know, you automatically do something that you're going to regret or say something that you're going to regret. And it's very normal. I don't know how old this writer is, but I grew up in a time when hitting was very normal. And you know what? It's very culturally uh, a thing, too, because I'm sure you got hit, Kathy.
1: Oh, my gosh. It's like it was the norm. That was part of our everyday conversation. It's like if we were friends back then, I'd probably say this to you, Lynn. Hey, so uh, what did your parents use on you the other day? (laughs)
0: Yeah. What was our weapon of choice this time, right? Yeah.
1: The chopsticks, the slipper. What was it? The the feather duster. Oh my god. Okay, gosh. just just so you guys know, back then we had real feather dusters that were bought in Chinatown and they didn't use the feather side. They would hold the no, feather they side. Didn't. <laughs> and they would spank us with the stick side. And yes. if they didn't have that, guess what? My dad would march on outside, break a branch, clean off all the bark so it was nice and clean. <laughs> And he would just leave it there so as a reminder. As a reminder, hey yo man, if you're gonna be out of line, this is gonna touch your skin.
0: That's right. So if you're just spanking your child, you know what? You're being so it, it's you're being too hard on yourself. Are you being too harsh on yourself? This writer asked. Yes, you are. You are definitely being too harsh on yourself. Give yourself some space to understand that parenting isn't going to be perfect and the fact that this writer is even offloading and processing through a letter with us speaks volumes my mom and my dad would have never shared this with anybody else ever and it was such a a quiet thing that they would refuse to talk about you know everybody knew that they were hitting their kids but nobody actually talked about it so you're, you're definitely being too harsh on yourself. Some perspectives around solutions and discipline is, I guess for me, I would really want to know what were the guidelines to begin with. A, a lot of times people use the word discipline and it's, it's difficult to use that word when you're not even clear of what the standards of operations for the family are.
1: Yes, that is so good perspective there.
0: Yeah, have you sat down with your child? Have you sat down with your spouse? And have all of you discussed and gotten onto the same page about what is acceptable behavior and what is not acceptable behavior? Or is this something that you are only doing in the moment? Because I'll tell you something, if you're being run and driven by emotions, it's very difficult to hear discipline and it's very difficult to integrate it.
1: For sure. And it's going to come out angry, of course I know this because I've been there. If I can offer you any form of ease, I've done it too. I've done it too. I've spanked. I'm not proud of it, but I've learned to take a step back now because of the help of my You know what? I'm lucky to have you as a friend. I'm telling you why because um you have really given me so many perspectives that I continuously use. And this is why I send so many people to you. Oh, yay. I'm glad. Because we genuinely are here to to help each other, right? So the whole stepping back and getting curious, not just with with your, your child that you just spanked, but getting curious as to why I'm feeling this way. And most oftentimes and not when I can catch myself feeling like that, I think back, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling overwhelmed right now. And this is why I'm acting this way
0: overwhelm will push you to the brink of no return i swear to god if you're not taking care of yourself and that is another perspective to look at for this particular writer if you're gotten to the point where you lose your shit and you feel guilty about it that means that spanking is not normal for you and that means that the question that you can probably do well with asking yourself is to say what need of mine hasn't being isn't being met how am i how am I implementing self-care or how am I not implementing self-care? Because at the heart of parenting, there's, a, there's not a quote. There's actually a part of ethics in counseling and it says, do no harm. It's one of the main yeah. points of, of, of ethics for counselors. That's great. And what they mean by that is to say that the largest component of taking care of somebody is making sure that you're equipped. That means that you have really executed your own self-care. Because if you aren't doing that, you're going to reach a point of burnout, and then you go into the danger zone, sitting in front of somebody who is trying to uh, find solutions or understand what they're what's going on for them. So parenting is the same thing as leaders, as counselors, as facilitators, as parents. It's our job and our duty to take care of ourselves first, so that we aren't projecting aren't transferring, aren't aren't doing all those things.
1: And that's powerful because when you say that, I think about my parents and they did everything for us. They did everything for us and they were angry all the time. They were resentful. They were resentful. Maybe not necessarily towards us, but they don't know this. It's okay. If I ever told my parents like, hey, I think you're feeling a little bit depressed. They're like, no, I'm not. I could just take a pill for that anyways. They don't really understand the whole emotional well-being of putting themselves first right because them putting themselves first always made them feel guilty and selfish and because my parents were like that I see a lot of that in me as well because now I'm a people pleaser I don't know about you yes I'm a total people pleaser because of that and I saw this meme it's like people pleasers usually start out as parent pleasers and I'm like oh my gosh that's totally me so whoever wrote that meme was thinking about Kathy Ho when they wrote that, <laughs> I took a step back. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I do everything I do. I, I'm always trying to like get my parents acknowledgement or um, some form of like gratification from them. Yeah.
0: And that's fair. When When we want to dissect the idea of disciplining and spanking and all of those things, what is the language that we're using? Because what I'm hearing from your share is that we need to understand the language that we're using inside our household if parents are using words like i'm fine when they're not fine if their if their actions and their words are not in alignment you know if, if a parent is saying that i can just do this but their feelings don't match and th- their energy is not going to match children will pick up on that they will know immediately energy doesn't lie it really doesn't they will make it mean something about themselves so the other thing here is that I mean okay what is the writer saying the writer is saying I know they're not trying to make me upset yes they are not right they are not but what's happening is that there's two people now with emotions the child has their own emotions their own process the parent has their own emotions and their own process everybody is in their feelings and nobody is allowed to act it out. Everybody is being shamed for acting out their their feelings. Because child is acting up and then child gets spanked. So child is being told that expressing anger and whatever it is, being upset, is not okay. And then parent goes and, and spanks. And then parent goes into guilt. So the guilt immediately informs us that that was not okay.
1: Yeah, it, it is difficult. I have been working a lot on this, you know, this inner child work. And what I can offer here is when I recognize that I'm in that moment, like the other day, last week, I I had this moment. I really wanted to just, so much easier to just spank him on the bum. But instead, I was present. I was able to recognize that, hey, okay, this is not cool. I let him know. I'm like, hey, mommy's feeling a little bit upset right now because we're not communicating properly. Mommy has to go to the washroom. Something along the lines of that. Went to the washroom. and you I was like washing my hands like <gasps> in cold water just to like shock me. And then it's like, okay, turn on the warm water. And I just started to kind of just, and I took a deep breath as I was doing this. And it probably took, it felt like honestly five minutes that I was in there. Even though I was probably in there for about a minute. And then when I came out, I just felt way better. And I knew that he wasn't trying to piss me off. And then I told him, hey, look, when you do this, this is what happens. And when you don't clean up after yourself, then it takes longer for us to get out and do something that you really enjoy, which is going to play golf. So what would you like to do? Are you going to help mommy clean up right now so that we can go faster? Or do you want to stay home? There's the communication.
0: It comes after your ability to sort of manage your emotions, to address your emotions and fill whatever gap there is between what you're feeling and what you want to say, right? Because between that gap, there is an action. And so the idea of stepping away from the place that's actually causing you to feel triggered so that you can express safely, so that you can express honestly, is going to be helpful. Anger is not a bad emotion. Disappointment is not a bad feeling. Sadness is uh, is acceptable. And human nature is to be able to express that freely. But what we do is that we cognizantly try to suppress it. And that's when everybody ends up getting tied up and, and all balled up, right? So what you did was you actually said, I'm going to go there and I'm going to let myself like fume out away from my child. And I think a lot of parents need to do that, right? It, it, it's normal to get frustrated with your kid. It's so normal. What's not okay is to just blow up at them.
1: Yes. And make because it mean that, that it's guilty. only about
0: them. Right. I mean, and it happens. So let's play out the scenario. Let's just say in the case that you did you are the parent who just blew up and said something that you really regret and you really feel remorseful about. How do you how do you correct that, right? How do you rectify that situation?
1: I apologize, but I don't apologize in the moment, right? Because they're, they're going to realize that you're just apologizing because you feel guilty. I want my son to know when I'm really actually sorry, because there's been times where I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. And I was like, that's not genuine. If someone apologized like that to me, I don't have to be a child to understand or an adult to understand that that's not okay you might as well take that apology and shove it up your hoo-ha because it's like <laughs> doesn't even mean anything yeah. so uh, I never want to come across as that either and you know you you talked about the self piece, self-care piece earlier if we could actually look at taking a step back and not screaming that could be looked at as self-care too because you're allowing yourself to process the emotions and letting it out but just not in front of your child yeah that's okay. not healthy
0: it's not healthy, and I think it's important to develop dialogue around that. It's not an easy thing to do. People are very afraid of communication. The word communication has a lot of negative undertones because whenever I ask people what does communication mean to them, their first instinct is to talk about the idea that they don't like conflict. They're like, I, I don't like, uh, mm. you know, I don't. Oh, that's I, interesting. Yes. So they, they are very averse to conflict, which I get because every time in my family, you know, there was always this rule. If I don't say anything, you're good. But if I have to speak to you, you're in trouble. Uh, and do yes. you know how terrifying it was for me growing up when people are like, hey, we need to talk? Or, hey, yeah, can we have, oh gosh, hey, can we talk? Pointing that out, and I'd yeah. be like, Ugh, immediately, like every part of me just wanted to like die. So, you know, <laughs> how can... You just we,
1: gave me a new perspective there.
0: Right. How can we as adults change the way communication is uh is regarded so for this writer I would also say this so at some point if you did express emotions and your child expressed emotions it's to come back and communicate about and talk about okay so let's just say we are angry what are some code words that we might have because it might be difficult to say I'm so pissed or I'm so angry at you right So instead, what can we do? Like, maybe we have code words. Uh, There was a a time when I was working at this place and one of the girls was always being called out for having attitude. And then eventually her and uh, the person that she was in conflict with constantly, they came to an agreement and what they said was, "Okay, if I'm having piss poor attitude Instead of you telling me that I have attitude or asking me why do you have attitude, you know, which would only trigger me further, <laughs> maybe what you can do is you can come up around my body and you can just, you know, pretend to shake the air around me, the aura. <laughs> it's like to cleanse the aura That's with so your fun. hands. Yeah. You like wave your hands around me and that is just, a, you know, and then and then they laughed about it and it actually worked. So, what kind of which ways Which is great. What are some fun and non-accusatory ways that you can come up with your child to process feelings so that the two of you can finally sit down and say, hey, so I noticed that you were yelling a lot when I asked you about this. Can you tell me what that was about?
1: That's all. You say this all the time, actually. And I hear you every time I'm like getting in my moment and I'm ready to just like media. I'm like, oh, I got to be radically curious do it
0: don't hold back on the curiosity ever we'll talk we'll say that all the time if you're listening to our podcast every episode or every other episode you're going to hear that word radically curious so if you just want if there's one answer that's going to fix everything
1: (laughs) game changer it really is get radically curious oh and the other one too was uh that that i use all the time is like the two children uh, uh, you know showing up for each other in adult bodies like that Okay, I'm just going to quickly say it. (laughs) She told me one time, she's like, okay, Kathy, if you're going to say something and it triggers your husband's inner child, then his inner child shows up and then triggers your inner child. Now you have two children showing up in adult bodies. Like who's going to have to take that step back? It's obviously the person who's working on the inner child stuff, which was me. I freaking hated that you said that I had to take a step back because my ego was like, no, I got to do it again. But as soon as I embraced it and that concept, game changer. Just like the get radically curious, game changer. That's it. That's all there is to it. Thank you
0: so much, everyone, for listening in. I hope that that was helpful. I don't know if there was anything else that we could offer aside from that. But, you know, spanking is, um, it's not the worst thing that a parent can do to their child. Let me just say that. That's my perspective. That's my opinion. And there's other ways that we can work around discipline. So hopefully all of our perspectives and, and our strategies helped. So until next time, everyone, parenting is raw. It's awesome. It's rawsome.